0: Back, got a fun topic today. One that was a big life lesson for me, and it's about learning from people you disagree with, learning from people you like, stuff you know, learning from stuff you don't like. Um, broader, broader conversation topic in the embedded in this too is like, should you always um, be trying to please everybody? Should you always be aiming for agreeableness? Um, what are the pros and cons of all that? I think this is a fun topic because I Personally struggled with it for so long where unless I agreed with somebody, for some reason I had a default to just like shut my brain off to anything that they they said, particularly when they give criticism. I know you got a lot of opinions about this, so I wanted to kick it off into your court. What, you know, when 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 did this become a thing for you where you recognize that there's um you know possibility from learning from people who you disagree with and what are some like, you know, mental models you use to to help, help stay objective.
1: Yeah, this is, this is a really fun one. Um, I think as humans, like if, if there's something that we just, you know, if we disagree with somebody on something, our natural tendency is to, to oppose them on everything. And like we, like you said, we want to shut down and just either be like angry at the thing that they're promoting or, or an idea or their position or whatever it is, instead of opening up and be like, okay, like I disagree with the idea, but what about the strategy that they're using to get their message out? Um, can I actually learn from and take away? Um, let, let's just start like, what are what are we actually talking about here? Like, what are different instances of this? Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's. Example?
0: I think it's easy to start with with some examples, and then then go go more broad from there. But but I, I know one in particular. This is this is my bugaboo. So Gary Vaynerchuk is somebody who is absolutely phenomenal at getting people's attention. He's a social media expert. I think this guy understands how to get eyeballs on his content better than maybe anybody else on the planet. And a, a handful of years ago when I first came across Gary V stuff, it was like, you know, I was like in my early twenties and he was talking all about this, like hustle, you got to grind, you got to, you know, you got to work. And like, you know, shooting a video selfie of him and like in the back of a cab at 3am, he's like, you rise and grind. And like this, this like hustle porn thing. And that was cool for a minute. And then as I started to get a little bit older and like struggled with, you know, the, the temptation to work till burnout myself. And I just started thinking about it. I was like, I don't really agree with his messages. And there's so much here with the way he does stuff that I just do not like. And so I, I like stopped following him for a long time and was immediately turned off anytime anybody brought him up as an example on how to do anything. Maybe and I think, <laughs> yeah, I think it took me a long, a long time to realize like, okay, that's that's one of the the most prescient, you know, top of mind examples. Just because I still reference so much of his stuff today, you know, I'm not like retweeting him and like promoting a lot of stuff. But and he's backed off some of the stuff that really turned me off. But there was a period of time where I would ignore even the stuff that was effective that he was doing and promoting. Right. And I think that that's like that's kind of detrimental when when you approach it that way. So
1: yeah, I think I think that's a good example and what's detrimental is not obviously disagreeing yeah. with with like the ideas or the content it's it's detrimental when you put that per, put that person or company or whatever in a box of like i refuse to gain any type of insight from this person or organization or whatever whereas yeah, yeah. a lot of the times those are the best best people to learn from, um especially if we're talking about like viral content and we're talking about yeah. marketing or, or sales or something, because the people that tend to be a little annoying like i I think there's something about that that goes hand in hand with like getting a lot of eyeballs and traffic on your stuff,
0: yeah, so I know there's one that that there's there's an example we like that we talk about all the time. um I think basecamp I'm gonna read a tweet that. That went um, went pretty viral in the startup community, like on, on tech Twitter for a while. And whether you agree with it or not is beside the point. But Jason Freed, um, founder of Basecamp, here's his tweet. Giving out equity and startup benefits ownership way more than employees. It allows the owners to push employees harder and harder because you've got skin in the game now. You're an owner. No, you aren't. Owning less than 1% of anything isn't ownership. And immediately, all the comments. like most of the comments, all these people, big names, startup, tech, Twitter, like disagreeing. And then like some people came and rallied, but this went, this is like a week, um, a week or two people just like jumping in and furious, like flying off the handle, mad, disagreeing. And what a fun example.
1: (laughs) I mean, they, they know what they're doing with, with that type of content.
0: Yeah. The thing is like, (laughs) I think that that Jason Freed, DHH, both of them, they're, they're very active on Twitter. They're well known for strong controversial opinions, whether that's their aim or not, but they know how to get attention. And this is the thing that I'm drawing now from this. I I think several years ago, I was blind to this, but I think I'm getting more cognizant of this is like, who cares how many people disagree with them? they're not trying to hire those people.
1: Well, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's actually come at it from their perspective. If, if it's not just, Hey, they believe these ideas and you know, they're going to say what they want to say. Like, I think that's obvious. I think that's part of it. Like I have no doubts that the messages that they do promote and the ones that are particularly about, um, work culture and position yep. you know, and, and everything like how they, how they built the, their company at Basecamp, They clearly believe in those things because they've shown it by how they've built the company. Yep. Um, it's not just, you know, spouting stuff to get attention for the sake of getting attention. However, like what from their angle, what is the strategy? If it's not just, Hey, I want to share something that I believe in that I think most people get wrong.
0: Yeah, so I I'm not gonna claim to know what they're thinking or or believe that their approach is like, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this thing because I know it's gonna piss everybody off. And and let's forget that particular tweet. I know occasionally I'll see tweets that either one of them send out that go nuts. They get a ton of attention. I'm like, I disagree with this. This is this is stupid or whatever. But like you've got to think if there is any strategy to it. You got to think these guys are really successful. They've got enough self-awareness to know they have a pulse on what, what people generally, gen, generally believe and dis- disagree with. And that's the part that's fascinating to me and learning from them, particularly when they send these tweets that go nuts um, that I disagree with instead of disagreeing, with it it's like wait let's study this maybe there is a strategy behind this because it seems like something that they regularly do really effectively yeah where
1: like once or twice a month they have something that blows up and starts conversations and lots of angry debates and stuff
0: yeah it's it's like playing into this idea of like recognizing how partisan politics politics works love or hate donald trump like I think on, on Twitter in particular, but even in the news cycles, like this guy is always top of mind, whether you agree with him, disagree with them, like him, don't like him. Like his stuff is always in the conversation. And it's almost like playing into the fact that there's like this decisive divisiveness to the way that he does it. And it, and it like it draws a line, like it unites people that agree with him, And it, it, provokes the side that disagrees with him. And I think, you know, this isn't about politics, but the lesson to be learned there is one, I I don't really care about the political spectrum, but the thing that I've I've learning from that now is like, this guy knows how to Jack trends and like stay top of mind and get content in front of people. And that's one of those things where, um, as, as a marketer, that's a big lesson I learned.
1: Yeah. So for for the base camp guys specifically, I I kind of take two two things away that we can potentially use um, when it comes to marketing and sales and stuff. One is they have brilliantly positioned themselves and their company as like the anti Silicon Valley uh, tech company, software company. Yeah, and to to just be able to differentiate yourself in that way, particularly when it comes to talent recruitment has, that's a brilliant, brilliant um, strategy that, that they've executed and, you know, for relevant to us at Praxis, like, all right, we're trying to think about how can we differentiate the program to reach the people that are going to be the best fits for it and continue to grow. Um, And then the other thing, I think it's always a good reminder of, don't, don't be afraid to piss off people. Yeah. Don't don't piss off people just for the sake of getting people riled up and angry. But if that's a good way to... If it means that, hey, 80% of this audience is going to be pissed off by this, but the 20% of people we're trying to reach, it's going to resonate with them, and that's going to bring them closer to us, That's then you should absolutely take advantage of that. There's nothing more like morally wrong about that. Or like, I think some people would kind of stick up their nose. Well, like, well, that, that's just like playing dirty or, yeah. Yeah. you know, that that's beneath me. Like it's, it's absolutely not like your, your job is is to reach the
0: audience that
1: that you're trying to reach.
0: So bringing it back a little bit closer to the, like the idea of like, what, what can we learn from this, these these kinds of things? Um, I think that as far as sales and marketing goes, you know, pissing people off, standing your ground, having a really strong point of view, that's that's all great. But but as it applies to somebody, you know, I'm early in my career, what takeaways actually matter to me when I think about being put in a situation where I either disagree with someone or something? Mm-hmm. What's the value in that? Um, here, here are some, some thoughts. I think that when you're early on, I know I had this problem. I think I've, I've seen it with other people. There's this dangerous tendency to migrate toward people who are confirming that you're good, or they're giving you positive feedbacks. Like there's this positive feedback loop. We migrate towards those, and we shy away from people who are giving us critical feedback. I think that's dangerous. Um, how do you navigate that? You know how do you how do you figure out what feedback should I listen to? What feedback should I not listen to? You can't just disagree with everybody, um, all the time, but what's Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking, I was like that, that was a tough lesson for me. And I think that I'm still learning it to a degree, but what, you know, what, what mental models do you use when you, you know, when you disagree with somebody, whether their feedback's good or not?
1: Yeah. So I, I think there's two kind of different circumstances that, that we're talking about. So one is when you're you're being given feedback directly, yeah. Like you're not necessarily seeking out and like figuring out, like, hey, what can I take away from these people or, or this and whatnot. Um, but when you're given it, when you're given feedback, let you know. Let's just say, like, all right, you're early. You're in your first six months at at a new job, and you're getting some pretty pretty direct, critical feedback. Like, how can you How can you make sure you don't, how how can you make sure you take that well, even if you don't agree with everything? Um, I honestly think the, I, I don't, I don't mean to, to say this the way I'm going to say it, but I've never had that big of an issue with, with taking feedback. And, and I think that's because I think I learned a lot growing up, mostly from playing sports. Yeah. Like being in a high competitive environment where like you have coaches that are speaking very directly to you. (laughs) And especially when, you know, you're 11, 12, 13 years old, like you just kind of develop some thick skin on, on that type of stuff. But I think the advice I would give people is like, do not take it personally. And, and just one, like, take the feedback in. You don't have to react to every single thing. You're not in a courtroom. Your job is not to defend yourself. Specifically in a job, when you're being given feedback, the goal is to help you get better. And there will be times where maybe you have shitty managers and you feel like they're preventing you from doing your job better. And and their feedback. In those cases, you take it graciously, and if there are specific things that are worth discussing, do not become emotional and and just objectively discuss them. Be like, hey, can you know? Ask for clarity. Discuss like, hey, I'd like to you know, I'd like to walk through like you know, what do you think is a time that I've done this, etc. Honestly, I think more often than not, you know, there's even if you don't agree 100% with the feedback you're given, there's, there's something you can take away and like force, put, put the onus on yourself to figure out, okay, I, I don't agree with all this, but why, like, why is that? Like, make it a personal challenge. Like, okay, what's getting lost in communication? It could be that the perception that you have of your performance and the perception other people have that have. That of, of your performance is off but the actual outcomes in your performance is right so it a lot of the times it's just like a communication thing but I think going approaching feedback as something that okay like it's your job to take away something positive from it it's not your job to defend yourself as if you're on you know you're on trial and then the second so The second thing I'll I'll quickly touch upon this is like what, like what we've been talking about with these examples of like, Hey, like there's people that are worth learning from that are doing different tactics and strategies, especially when it comes to like marketing and sales that maybe we don't agree with the message, but there's something to learn from the strategy or something. I think especially I think this, especially relates to marketing. And this especially relates to, you know, building a business overall. Um, if you can take on the mindset that you're just, your job is to study and analyze everything that's relevant, that's out there and not make like judgment decisions on this stuff of like, Oh, I don't like that. I don't like this. Um, what is this person talking about? Like what? your job is to figure like how can you steal from people that are doing something good, whether it's maybe sometimes it is the actual content and the idea. Sometimes it's how they're getting their message out and, and, you know, what, what they're doing there. Um, I, I like, there's no downside to that. That's, and then it actually, it becomes a really fun game to like always be, always be thinking about like, Hey, what can I learn from these different companies, these different people? Uh, like having, you know we have a swipe file in Slack, like having a
0: yeah, got to steal like an artist
1: pers- having a mental swipe file for all that type of stuff,
0: yeah, i I like that. um i think I think that approach takes a lot of discipline in terms of like the feedback part, like mm-hmm. trying to take a step back. Why do I disagree with that? your um, ego your ego is less fragile than mine. I, I have to like take a breather sometimes where it's like, why am I so mad by that feedback? Is it because it's accurate, or is it because, like, do I have some beef with this person? Or did they rub me the wrong way? Or whatever? I think that's just a learning thing. You get better at time. I mean,
1: and that's like I think it's okay to have that initial reaction. Like, yeah, maybe maybe that's something you somebody wants to improve on personally. They're like, I'm just i get heated too quickly or i you know too quickly take something personal and get angry like that's something more long term to to work on but if if you do have that if that's your tendency then i think the best thing you can do is take a breath and and just like sit back for a second and and not immediately think to react in those situations
0: yeah i think even even in the situations like I know I've gotten better at this over over time. It's been a concentrated thing of like, you know, try to, try to hear, try to hear what's important and not get worried about the underlying emotional intangibles here. But, but sometimes feedback that, that just hits you the wrong way is just wrong. And there's something to be like, there's value to be had from that, from people giving you wrong feedback. Um, that, that I like to think of it as ammunition or like fuel for the fire. Sometimes I know that there, there, there have been a number of times where people have told what well, feedback I've gotten has been just absolutely out of touch with reality. And it doesn't happen very often. Most people are genuine, you know, generally somewhat directionally correct, but sometimes that's been a thing where you wrestle with, where it's like, okay, okay is there some value I can get from this? Was, was something right? Is this a problem with myself? But sometimes it's just like this feedback's bad and it pissed me off. And now I'm going to use that. I'm going to channel it into, um, you know, creating something even better than what they had in mind. So I want to step back a little bit. Your shoulder. From, <laughs> yeah, the chips on the shoulder thing is is really valuable. So I'm going to step a little bit back from feedback um, specifically. And I want to talk about like, the importance I, I think it's really important beyond just feedback to expose yourself to ideas that you disagree with every now and then and and here's something that uh, I think is always a good and interesting metric when you're when you're talking to somebody um, when you' for the first time you're getting to know somebody is like asking them like when's the last time you changed your mind about an important belief yeah. and I think that that is one of those things that the, the more frequently you don't have to be like changing your mind about stuff, big stuff all the time. Maybe you are, you know, the, the younger you are and the less you know about the world, like probably the more rapidly you're prototyping with ideas or whatever. But what what I think it it represents is like, I think there's this tendency to get stagnant and like buried in the things that you believe and wall yourself off from ideas that, dis- that like are harmful to your, your preconceived notions. And that that is maybe one of the most harmful, like stagnating things for somebody's personal growth. Um.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think from a professional standpoint, I want to know if you have strong critical thinking skills and that you're somebody that is more naturally intellectually curious. Like those, those are two things that are highly valuable. Um, and, and two things that I definitely like measure someone's long-term potential on and, and just from a personal standpoint, like if, if you're not thinking through your existing beliefs, at least from time to time, doesn't have to be a constant change because you know, that's, that signals something else. Um, then I mean, you're just leaving opportunity to, to improve yourself and and you should be, you should be improving yourself. You should be growing over time. What I, I agree that it's valuable to seek out, you know, ideas and whether that means like personal or philosophical ideas and like your personal values, or that could be political ideas or that, or that could be like business tactics and strategies. How, I think that's a hard thing for people to naturally do. What are, are there any like best practices you've developed to like, kind of force yourself to, to seek those out?
0: So I don't know about best practices or that this is any kind of formal thing I exercise, but it it is, it is, there is kind of this habitual tendency I have is in and and people have told me this before. Is like, um, I know somebody told me a long time ago. Is like you have this, you have this tendency to become monomaniacal about a, new ideas. When you whenever you get excited about a new idea, you just become absolutely mono, monomaniacal, and whatever it is, whether it's like a new technology or a new industry, I'm interested in studying about. I sit down and I read absolutely everything. I brain dump every article. I usually take notes, and what I found myself over time, like, especially when I was younger, is like, I would only go look for things that corroborated what I already believed. And now I try to like, I try to get, I try to get a full understanding because I know there are so many things that I think I believe. I'll I'll talk about one recently that that I've been interested in is this idea of like inequality. So there's all these opinions about, you know, inequality in the world, what causes it? Is it good or bad? And I, I have like my own philosophical and, you know, somewhat um, shallow into the pool economic beliefs about how I feel about this or whatever. But but like, honestly, seeing all this hysteria um, over the past like handful of months with all these different things happening in the world, I I realized I, I caught myself I was like, I don't think I could defend an argument about why I believe the things that I believe. And so I asked several people like, what are the best books to go read about this? And I and I went and I made a list and added like a bunch of podcasts to my queue of like things that I didn't even know who these people were. I literally just typed in economic inequality into like podcasts, you know, in Spotify and like went and started a bunch of podcasts and then like went and read a bunch of blog posts. And it wasn't like I had to, when when I do that, it's not very often that I, that I find myself actively seeking out intentionally stuff I may or may not agree with, but it's kind of that moment where it's like, if I was put on trial right now, I wouldn't be able to defend myself. And that kind of like makes me feel a little bit vulnerable. Like maybe I don't actually understand everything. You're, you're one of the few people
1: who actually feels vulnerable. If, if they're not able to defend their arguments, I
0: have to have an answer (laughs) and I have to be right, you know, and probably fragile ego, but that takes like, that's taken, you know, almost, 28 years of my life to like get to a point where it's like, okay, I got to step back, be a little bit objective and just think like, what are, what are all the sides of this? Because I can't put myself in the shoes of somebody who disagrees with me and understand why they even think that way. And, you know, this is a continuous process of trying to get better at learning stuff. And I think it applies to any topic, but, um, there's so much to learn approach it there's so much more value in approaching topic I found so much more value personally like approaching stuff that way than being like okay I don't I disagree with those people I'm not even gonna listen to what they have to say at all.
1: Yeah. I think and you know I think the um I think most people if they are reading like maybe they're going out of their way to read things that they disagree with. But I think the natural tendency is to like be in a defensive mode even if you're doing that. And I think there's, there's something to say, just like, I'm, I'm reading, like, I'm, I'm trying to just better understand this point of view. And it's not even about like, feeling, you don't even have to have an intention of like, hey, I'm kind of questioning my own beliefs right now. Yeah. And you don't have to have the intention of like, well, I need to like, be able to better defend my own ideas. Like, I think there's value in just being able to to understand something for the sake of understanding it. Um, and like you can, that allows you to better relate to people and better understand where they're coming from. It, it doesn't require you having to, you know, build up this case and then, you know, ultimately decide, you know, I believe this or I believe that type of thing. Like just, just understanding things for the sake of understanding them. I think, um, I would like to see more of that in the world. No, yeah. but, uh, that might be a little idealist. Yeah.
0: All right, I'm going to bring it home. Um, give you a chance to respond to if you come up with one idea. But I, I got one, one last kind of thought, take home thought for you know myself over the past five to ten years. If I, if, as far as it relates to like learning from people you disagree with, um, how do you handle situations, particularly as it relates to your career when you do disagree with people? And you're younger. And here's one of the things that that I've learned from observing and from doing it wrong is there are times when your opinion doesn't matter and you should shut up and listen. And for the first several years in your career, it's probably better, particularly like when you're just starting out at a new company and you're lower on the totem pole, that's yep. the time to take notes and ask a lot of questions. And it's probably not the time to get in heated debates about something um, you know, whether it's something's right or wrong or whatever, but over time there is a, there's a transition where you've either been in a company long enough or a role enough, or you're, you've, you've gained enough experience that you're credible. And this doesn't mean like, or,
1: or like, you need to kind of push the envelope. like, all right, like I need to step up on the credibility yeah. side to win this opportunity and like level up.
0: Yep. You can't just be spineless and mute if you really want to like take control and like, uh, you know, open opportunities for yourself, but there are, there are more cooth ways to do it. And, and there's a coworker I used to work with. Um, this, this is one of my favorite, favorite experiences watching this on display is like notorious for disagreeing with another person. We were on like a, a leadership team. These two were notorious for always disagreeing with one another. And for a while, it was just like, you knew anytime and either one of them had an idea that the other one was just default going to disagree. And I don't think that that was the case, but it sure seemed like it. But what I realized over time, and I came to admire about, you know, this, this colleague of mine who is always very disagreeable is it wasn't about this person so much as like, I just wanted the best thing to be done. And I'm not going to shut my mouth as long as I think there's a better way for the team to, to be proceeding ahead. And that's something that over time I came to admire a lot because i i think sometimes there's this tendency to just disagree for disagreeing sake without having a better idea but for the people when you do have a better vision there's a better process or better way of doing things and you disagree with other people like that's an awesome opportunity to gain a lot of leverage for yourself um you know you gotta there are better tactics for presenting your arguments or whatever but like being so committed to the end result and the company success and the project success or whatever that you stop taking it personally and stop forgetting about, you know, forget about whether you agree or disagree or you're going to hurt somebody's feelings, you just like defend the best version and the best outcome. Yeah. And that's, that's a really cool lesson that I learned, you know, more from observing and also from doing it wrong.
1: Yeah. I lo- That's, it's such a good lesson. And it's, it's on the company, you know, if you're in a company setting, it's on the company to make sure you're in a type of environment where that's that's welcome. And that like, everybody should be thinking that way. If you're not thinking that way, you're not doing your job as well as you can. Like your job is to help the company succeed. If you feel like there's something you got, your team is not doing correctly. You need to, you need to say something. Um, you also need to like, you better believe what you're saying is actually the case and you're not just talking for the sake of talking and being able to, to put, put an opinion out there and, and, you know, tally up points on the opinion scoreboard and, and feel like you're uh, you're doing something right because yeah, that happens too, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you know, it's funny, like before we hit record on the session, we literally started on zoom. I, I told you like, all right, we're going to fight about something because we had a disagreement on the layout of a, a piece of content like very small thing yeah but i think it's it's easy and even those types of situations to just like not say something and like yep. let it go like especially when it's like all right that is some that is this person's domain yep i see something but you know i'm it's just not worth it and you know that you know the the owner like everybody needs to have some level of ownership over everything.
0: Yeah. Within. Well, well that's, it's not only a like that, that specific example too. That's not only a, an opportunity to try and make the end result better, but it's also like, if you don't say anything in that situation, like you may be missing out on a learning opportunity. If it's in somebody else's area of domain, there may be a perfectly legitimate, well thought out reason yep. for why they did something a particular way. And like, Say what you have in mind. Like the feedback makes everybody a little bit better. And I think if everybody's doing a really good job and, and, and keeping the end goal in mind, like it's a lot easier to be like, I'm not taking that as a personal attack or like you trying to intrude on my domain. It's just like, I know you wanted good end product and so do I. And like, either I have a reason or maybe it was an oversight. Maybe it was an oversight that that person didn't see. You, you need to be comfortable
1: being challenged and you also need to be comfortable challenging others
0: yeah and like be able to uh, move on quickly if you're wrong
1: right yeah, yeah. like <laughs> it's exactly like you should be able to have heated discussions and then yeah. after it it's gone it's but done. like
0: then go have a beer together and like chill out and like move on and let the you know understand yeah. that everybody just wants the best
1: there's There's not a single type of relationship that this does not apply to, by the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Life lessons right here.
0: Life lessons. You heard it here first. All right. That's it for today. We'll see you again soon.